Welcome to Healthy Vibes with United Tribes, a podcast where we discuss your spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical health. I'm your host today, Gayla Sherman, Director of Health and Wellness at United Tribes Technical College. Our guest today is Robert Fox, Agroecology Technician and Cultural Wellness Specialist at UTTC. Welcome, Robert. Gee, the way to go stay. Thank you for inviting me here to speak. Well, Robert, why is traditional cultural dancing important to our health? Dancing is like the indigenous Zumba, as it's called, because it's so, it is a lot more physical activity than you realize. The songs usually average between three to five minutes. So you're continually moving and dancing and doing your style for three to five minutes per song. And some of the categories, they'll have three to four songs per contest. So it gets, uh, they're pretty winded. You have to get take breaks and people are given water. But it's, yeah, it's like uh, aerobics, native aerobics. A lot of times people call it. Also mentally, when you're dancing, you're usually saying prayers. You're doing prayer or you're thinking of good things and you're enjoying yourself. When you dance, you're usually dancing for other people, like the grandparents and the people that are sick are immobile who can't dance. So I was always told by my elders, you know, when you're dancing or doing any kind of activity, you should be doing it. Remember that enjoy yourself and have a good time because you're dancing for the people who can't. And why is drumming important to Native American health and tradition? Drumming to us is like the heartbeat. When you hear the drum, it's like hearing Mother Earth or yourself. So you get the feeling of a heartbeat. And also for me, I don't usually say drumming. I say singing or because it's when they're singing, they're always drumming, you know, at the same time. So it's, they call them drum groups or singing groups. How does singing and drumming, how does that contribute to physical health and wellness? Uh, uh, the drumming, not a lot of physical because they're sitting there, but they are moving a lot. And then it really reels up their lungs. You got to have a really good lungs to, to be able to sing the songs for three to five minutes and then you're singing a lot sometimes different songs so and even some songs have more complicated words in them so which makes you you know you really have to have good good breath control and all that stuff so you see a lot of them they have um halls and different things to help soothe their throat because there's if they sing for a long time and, and one other question that comes to mind for me, I've noticed at powwows with the singers and then the drumming that goes along with that, that they are always male and various ages. But what is the tradition with that, with it being uh, male uh, Native American singers? Um, there are most tribes have like the males are the singers and then they have backup singers that are the female, and you'll see them standing in the background and they sing like melodies or chorus parts and stuff of the same song. But there are some tribes too, and there are some, not a lot, but there are some women drum groups out there and that sing. And that's kind of few because some of the, in some tribes, the women don't sing and then some they do. So it just depends on where you're at and where you go. But, but they will sing like, even with the all male drum groups, they'll have call them back kind of like backup singers they sing <laughs> they'll stand and they'll sing with them and it's usually the um, sisters our wives our aunts of the singers that are singing with their group 
And what are some of the opportunities that we make available here at UTTC for students to participate in native, I'm going to say, singing and drumming? We have drumming and singing at most of our events, like uh, meetings and stuff. We'll start with songs, uh, opening song or prayer song, and we end with songs. So people will be able to, the students and staff will see that all throughout the year. Also, during the powwows, and we have like a Halloween powwow, welcome back powwow, where students come in and they can dance and bring their kids in and dance. And a lot of times, if you don't know how to dance or you haven't before, then you, those are times where you can just come out and enjoy yourself and learn how. Can you tell us about the international powwow here at United Tribes that happens every September? And tell us a little bit about its history, how it began, and has it continued to grow over the years? Yes, uh, the international powwow started 52 years ago. And this year we just had our 51st annual because we had to skip last year because of COVID. But it started right about the same time that the college started. So... And it was just a, because of the, a lot of the people that came here were from all over the United States, tribes from around the country. So they kind of wanted to have a gathering with each other and all these different people. And that's why it became known as the International Powwow, because we get um, dancers from all over North America, Canada, and everywhere. So that's what makes it so big and popular. And why, when I was growing up, it was considered one of the biggest powwows. And it was called the Home of the Champions because it was, it's the last big outdoor powwow of the season because it's held in September. So by then, a lot of people would come. It's kind of like everybody would meet for the last time to have an outdoor big powwow. So that's why it was became so big. And this year, and we usually average about a little over 70 craft vendors per year and right around 15 food vendors come every year and uh, I think they go through maybe 10 to 15,000 people come through the weekend to visit and see what's all going on on campus and also at the same time as the powwow the, the college is putting on a big national all-Indian softball tournament a golf tournament a Thunderbird run so there's a lot of events going on and people are coming back and forth from all over town do you see people with those special, uh, like the runs and the golf tournament, do they tend to come back every year? Yes, it's um, probably 80% of the people that come or more participate the following year after year after year. So, Because they know sometimes it's like the parents and then the kids are playing. And even now, probably some of the grandkids are playing in the activities. And some participate in some, and then some are also dancers so they they are here for the dancing too at the same time well is there anything else you'd like to share with us during this podcast related to um i'll call singing groups uh not just drumming but the singing and the dancing what else would be good for our listeners to know um just to come out and visit us anytime uh we have powers throughout the year and they're always open to all visitors and also, we have gardens and a lot of some research gardens on campus to come out and visit and we give tours of the campus as we are, um, we're pretty historical places and buildings on campus. So it's always nice to come out and people visit and learn more about the area and the tribes and the college that 
it's in their own backyard. Thank you, Robert. And thank you to those that are listening today to our episode of Healthy Vibes with United Tribes. Please like us and subscribe for more interviews and content or connect with us online at uttc.edu. Thank you for joining us and remember to prioritize your health and wellness every day.